Welcome to Nutrition Unmeasured, a podcast for dietitians, students, but also parents, caregivers, and everyone in between looking for non-restrictive, body-inclusive ways to be nourished and live well. Hosted by me, Gina Forster, an anti-diet registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor from Columbus, Ohio. Go box. For years as a dietitian, I focused on methods of weight loss and management for myself and those I worked with until I finally realized I was doing it all wrong. I started this podcast to give listeners a better understanding of intuitive eating and health at every size with interviews, recipes, nutrition, self-care, and so much more sprinkled in between. Before diving in, I want you to know you can still find episodes of my previous podcast listed here or on my website, which I co-hosted with dietitian Nicole Morrissey called Dietitian's Dish. I left these episodes because they're good and we're proud of them. Many of these episodes talk about intuitive eating, health at every size, self-care, and body acceptance, so please scroll through if you're interested. But I also want to make it clear I started that podcast at a time when I was still struggling with the belief that wellness and health had a certain look and that restriction and moderation were best. I just want you to be aware of this as you go back to listen. A lot of my thoughts, beliefs, and opinions on a variety of things have changed since that time. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. So today's episode number two is all about how I decided to move from a weight loss dietitian um, or from being a weight loss dietitian, I guess I would call myself more of a restriction mindset to the intuitive eating and health at every size body acceptance space. Uh, But before I begin, our sponsor is my Etsy shop. I am really proud to announce that I now have an an Etsy shop. Uh, As of April of this year, 2023, I have launched several decals and mugs, t-shirts, bags, fun stuff that you can buy for your home, for your water bottles, for your computer, wherever you want to put a fun decal, you can find those uh, on my Etsy shop. If you have any ideas for other items that you would like to see in there too, I'm really uh, happy to, to consider that. I'll put the link to that shop in my show notes. All right, so I'm gonna start by talking about intuitive eating and what in the world is intuitive eating. I took this definition straight from the website and it says intuitive eating is a self-care eating framework which integrates instinct, emotion, and rational thought. And it was created by two dietitians, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, back in 1995. I will tell you, I actually read that book. I think I, if I recall, I picked it up because my mom had it, uh, probably just laying around somewhere because she had read it. And I remember very distinct, distinctly reading the book. And who knows if I retained any of the information or what? if I even really realized what I was reading. This was probably... To give you an idea, in 1995, I was about 12 years old, but I don't think I read it in 1995. I probably read it when I was like 13 or 14 is my guess, but I just think that's just a fun fact. And then I didn't read it again until the third uh, edition came out. And then now I believe in 2021, they came out with a fourth edition, uh, which has changed just a bit. Uh, So intuitive eating is a weight-inclusive evidence-based model with a validated assessment scale in over 100 studies to date. The cornerstone of intuitive eating is self-care and satisfaction. The focus is on building body trust and relearning how to let your body be your guide in making food choices. There's no rules with intuitive eating and really no end goal. 
really unlike diets, right? Intuitive eating is a journey to self-acceptance, food peace, and truly ending the war with your body. So there's 10 principles involved in intuitive eating, and I'm really going to go into more detail about what those principles are in some upcoming episodes. But right now, I'm going to briefly go over what they are. Uh, And when I work with clients one-on-one, I will say I don't necessarily go in this order, uh, but they, you know, they had to have an order to to write a book, right? I don't think that the authors uh, want you to necessarily go in order when you're working on these principles either. But I, you know, if if you want to, you can, but it's not imperative. I will say the last principle, which is honor your health with gentle nutrition, should be the last one you work on because what we don't want is for nutrition to be part of your intuitive eating journey until you've really started to make peace with food and you've neutralized food. No longer is it good and bad. We don't want this to turn into a diet. All right, so principle one is... Uh, reject the diet mentality. Uh, And that's really when you are learning that diets just don't work and really moving away from that good, bad mentality when it comes to uh, naming foods. And then principle two is honor your hunger, where you really learn to get back in touch with those physical cues that your body gives you that you are hungry. Principle three is make peace with food. I always say that this is my most favorite principle, but it can also be the most difficult because this is when you're giving yourself unconditional permission to eat all the foods that you want. Number Principle number four is challenge the food police, which is when you really take a look at your food thoughts and beliefs and work on tools and ways to uh, change them into uh, really more realistic and accurate thoughts and beliefs. Uh, So anything that you have in your head that you've learned from social media or from uh, the television, movies growing up, really looking at those things that you've learned from your family, your colleagues, looking at those and start questioning whether you actually think that they're true or not. Uh, Principle number five is discover the satisfaction factor. Just a really good reminder that food should be satisfying. And then principle number six is feel your fullness. So just like we'd already talked about honoring your hunger and getting in in tune with those hunger signals, principle six looks at getting in tune with those uh, signals of fullness and what that looks like. Principle number seven is cope with your emotions with kindness. Uh, You know, a lot of times when you're not taking care of yourself or you're inundated with diet culture, It's, you know, food can be, you know, a way that you cope with your emotions. And really throughout the intuitive eating journey, it's something that you will notice that you're working on, even though you don't realize it, is using food to nourish yourself instead of uh, to handle emotions and really looking at other ways that you can uh, deal with emotions, whether it's sadness, anger, stress. Uh, looking at other ways other than food um, to to deal with those emotions. Not to say that food can't play a role. It absolutely can. We are all going to eat because of emotions at times, um, but not making that your only way to, to deal with emotions. Principle number eight is respect your body, which again is intertwined, I think, in all the principles, learning to look at your body with love. And this can be also the most difficult one, respecting your body, choosing clothes based on how they feel on your body, not necessarily always um, on how based on how that you look in the clothes uh, and just learning to get back in touch with 
your body and how it feels and what it wants. And yeah, this it's just a really, really important um, principle there. Respect your body. And then principle number nine, movement. Feel the difference where we talk about gentle movement and movement that is enjoyable and fun, but it also gets your heart rate going. And then principle number 10 is honor your health with gentle nutrition, where that nutrition piece comes forward, where we start talking about, okay, well, how do we make a balanced meal? What what are some components uh, of, a, of a meal, of a snack that are important? Now, this also, I would say, is intertwined in all of the principles, but we really sort of, um, I think, go a little bit more in depth uh, with nutrition in this last principle. But definitely, it's something that I talk about with my clients throughout each principle because, you know, we're always eating, but it's something we focus on more at the end when I feel that they are, uh, they have a more uh, positive relationship with food and they've neutralized it uh, where it's not this food is good, this food is bad, I should eat this, I shouldn't eat that. All right, so moving on, again, I'm gonna go into more depth about each of those principles on some upcoming podcasts if you're interested. But next, I'm gonna talk a little bit about when and how I personally decided to use intuitive eating in my practice, or as a dietitian, I should say in general, instead of weight loss and calorie restriction. So when I became a dietitian, I... I, had a, I actually had an active eating disorder. Um, and, I, you know, looking back, I, I think that my obsession with healthy eating and uh, calorie restriction was certainly something that got me interested in, in dietetics. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to help others, you know, learn how to watch their calories, eat healthy, be balanced, maintain their weight or lose weight. I was really, really focused on that for a really long time. After some years, I, I, I would say I morphed into more of what I would consider disordered eating where um, I was probably eating enough. I just, I was just very restrictive uh, in my eating choices. And you know what? I, I, I think I thought I was happy, but looking back, I, I just really wasn't happy. Uh, you know, now that I have such a better relationship with my body and with food, I see now how unhappy I truly was at that time. And so I would say about five years ago, probably even a little bit more, my daughter Paige is now almost nine. It was actually about when she was born that I started second guessing what I was doing with my body and with my food choices and how I was counseling others. Uh, you know, having a daughter, having a child in general is just a huge shift in your mindset and in your life, let's be honest. And I realized I didn't want her being raised with a mom who was so much micromanaging uh, her her intake. Uh, and I realized I wanted her to have a good role model when it came to food and nutrition and I think that was about when I started thinking, you know, what, what, what can I do? What, and it, but it took me, uh, you know, a couple more years after I had her to really dive back into this intuitive eating um, framework. I actually reread the book, Intuitive Eating, probably about two years after she was born. I will say, even just reading it, it didn't, it still didn't really click with me. I, I, I understood the concept, but I still didn't think it still didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I thought to myself, but we still need to make sure that we're managing our weight in some respect, right? We can't just 
eat what we want because we need to maintain health and wellness. So really when, you know, intuitive eating clicked for me was after I read the book Health at Every Size by Lindo Bacon. I read that book uh, and then also their subsequent book, which was Body Respect, which I think was actually, if you're going to choose one or the other, I I would recommend Body Respect over Health at Every Size personally. And it was those two books that really sent the message home to me. And really when I started to understand that, you know what? health isn't about body size. It really took me reading those books to understand that. And since then, I've read, done so much more reading, listened to so many more podcasts, and I could never go back to the type of dietitian and the type of mindset that I had before. Even when I go to the doctor or, and, my, and they ask my kids to get on the scale or they ask me to get on the scale, I can't help but have this visceral reaction. It just doesn't make sense. Why are you having me get on the scale? You haven't even asked me about any of my health behaviors. Isn't that more important? It is. Um, there are certainly some metrics that are important. I do believe that blood pressure is important. I do believe um, that our cholesterol numbers are important to monitor. Uh, each, you know, If you have diabetes, your, your hemoglobin A1C, absolutely. But I truly believe that our weight matters not. And again, it took me those two books to really drive that idea home for me and for me to really stop using um, weight as a metric for, with my clients that I would use to determine how healthy or unhealthy or how well they were. Uh, so I really am thankful for those two books and the, the numerous other podcasts that I've read or listened to since then and books that I've read since then because I just keep learning more and it's just really fascinating. So once I learned all that, I couldn't go back. Like I said, once you learn intuitive eating and you understand, you know, how body trust is so important when it comes to making food choices and how, you know, learn about set point weight and learn how, you know, your, your body size really does not define you or your health. Once you get a better grasp of that, it, it, it's, it's, I, could, I could change my own ways and realize how important it was for me, but I couldn't continue to also counsel other people on, on weight loss. So I really, I changed uh, my whole practice. And when I say practice, I never actually had a business at that time, but I was still working as a dietitian and I was meeting with students in my job. And I would often, oftentimes have meetings with students where I would sit down with them and tell them what to eat and what not to eat. And I realized I didn't even want to do that. Uh, and I started incorporating more satisfaction into those conversations. I started incorporating more self, um, self-care, self-compassion, and also just asking about like what they have access to, what foods they love, what foods um, do they not like, what sounds good to them in any given, mo- given moment. Are they listening to their body cues? And I just found that so much more rewarding. And truthfully, I think that that students appreciated it a lot more than me telling them what to eat and what not to eat. Okay, so that being said, and and I'm sure I'll do a whole episode more on that. And regarding my history of an eating disorder, we did do an entire episode on that on the Dietitian's Dish podcast. I'm not sure if it's still available, but I'm always happy to talk about that with anyone who has questions. Uh, I don't think I'll do an entire episode on it again, even though that last since that last one was deleted. But uh, if you have questions about that, I'm always I'm an open book. I'm willing to discuss that at any time. So, are there drawbacks of intuitive eating? Okay. So as a privileged white female living in a smaller body, I truly never saw the drawbacks of intuitive eating myself. 
But after listening to numerous podcasts, doing a lot of experiential reading and seeing clients on a regular basis over the past year, I see that there are definitely drawbacks to the intuitive eating framework. First and foremost, you know, the ability to simply have access to food and let alone food that is filling and satisfying is a privilege that not everyone has. It may not be as simple as, you know, eat when you're hungry, choose foods that sound good, or make sure you aim for protein, fat, and carbohydrates at every meal. It may not be as easy as that for everyone. So uh, in reading the book, I've the intuitive eating book, I've realized it seems to be talking to people with privilege and access. So I've been doing more exploring uh, and reading more inclusive versions of intuitive eating type books that don't necessarily talk about intuitive eating per se, but the ideas are very similar, you know, body trust, body respect, and um, not using those external cues like diets, you know, the calories, the number on the scale, et cetera, to determine when and, and when and what to eat, but instead, you know, using your body cues, listening to your body, having that self-respect, that, self, that body trust, and letting your body be your guide. So there's a couple books that I would suggest. The one is Decolonizing Wellness, written by Dahlia Kinsey, and she will be on our podcast, this podcast actually in a few weeks. I'm very excited to have Dahlia on the podcast. Uh, the second is Reclaiming Body Trust by Hilary Canavi and Dana Sturdevant. Uh, these books are both written in a more inclusive way without making assumptions on resources uh, and while also providing tips and tools that would really work for anyone, not just those with privilege. So I, I do appreciate that. And I'm always looking for more books like that to recommend to people. So if you've got any ideas, let me know. I will say as I've learned more and practiced more in this intuitive eating and weight inclusive space, I've also learned to be more aware of my own clients and what kind of resources they have uh, to tailor an eating an intuitive eating plan that works best for them. You know, it, I would say like my first few clients, they had enough resources to, yeah, I can tell them, find foods that are satisfying. Make sure that you always have your favorite foods in your, in your refrigerator or in your kitchen so that you don't have that mentality that you can't ever have it again. But that's not going to be easy for every single person. And, and, I, and I know me as a dietitian, uh, I have to be more aware of that. And I'm, and I'm really working on that and just being in this space and practicing it more and you know, doing more continuing education classes that are really helpful has, you know, really allowed me to see that finally, you know, in my forties, it's taken me long enough. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm humbled to, to admit that it's taken me a while to see that um, I have a lot of privileges that the people I work with often have a lot of privileges and that not everyone has those privileges. And I think that's something that the intuitive eating book in itself could work on maybe in the next edition, making it more available to, to everyone. But as an intuitive eating counselor, that is one of, that is my goal to always think of the client first and what their resources are and working with them because, um, in that way, based on what resources that they have. So what are my favorite, speaking of resources, intuitive eating, body trust, health at every size resources. I'm going to put these all in the show notes. I've got some favorite books. Like I mentioned, the Body Respect book by Lindo Bacon, the two books that I just uh, recommended, Decolonizing Wellness, Reclaiming Body Trust are two great books. And then also some podcasts. For example, 
the Find Your Voice podcast, uh, Maintenance Phase is a favorite, the Mindful Dietitian, which is more for practitioners if you're interested. She's got some really great episodes and interviews on there. So I encourage you to take a look at my list in my show notes for some more resources. Okay, that about wraps up this episode. But before I end, I want to end with a favorite new product. This is what Nicole and I used to do at the end of our podcast. Favorite new product or recipe. I discovered, thanks to my boss, she was eating in her in her uh, office the other day, something called brekkie. They are overnight oats that you know are already made for you with a variety of flavors, including mint, coffee, dark chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, These are gluten and dairy-free. And I will tell you, I tried the mint and I tried the coffee in dark chocolate. They were delicious. I would also probably suggest trying them maybe with a little scoop of peanut butter or almond butter for some, just a little bit more staying power and or flavor. Uh, But if you like overnight oats and you want to uh, maybe just take a break from making them on your own or try some different new flavors, try out Brekkie. It's B-R-E-K-K-I. They are not sponsoring this podcast. I am simply mentioning this product because I enjoyed them. All right. Well, that's it for today. Until next time, treat yourself with the respect you deserve. Be the best friend to yourself that you've always wanted and reach out to me anytime on Instagram at Nutrition Unmeasured or via email at trustyourbodyrd at gmail.com. All right. Be well, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.